Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Tea and Toast podcast. This is Alex. In this episode, we cover our experience with ER simulations. We talk our favorite looks at the Met Gala, and Matt addresses a live tenant dispute that you don't want to miss. We also realize that we are skinny legends, and we dish on all things drag race. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to send us an email at tntoastpodcast at gmail.com with your questions and anything else you can think of. And remember on SoundCloud and the Apple Podcast app, and we're on Twitter too. So enjoy. Hello. Hi. Hi. Dindy. Baby. It's Dindy Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm fantastic. Even better this morning than last night. (laughs) <laughs> oh goodness me oh good mm, shall you tell them shall you tell the listenership <sighs> well first let's uh let's let people know where they are just you know welcome back y'all to the tea and toast <laughs> podcast for those who stumbled upon oh, yes. a random soundcloud link hey. this is what it is this shout is out this. to mary hey mary uh, it's been a while, y'all, and Mary, sorry girl to keep you waiting, episode three should now be uploaded. Mm-hmm. I can attest to that. But uh, anyway, so what uh, Alex is razzing me for <laughs> is that last night we recorded for about probably 35 minutes of <laughs> solid content, <laughs> and then we're in our groove, things are unfolding organically mm-hmm. in a non-gmo fashion <laughs> and all of a sudden i'm like oh oh no oh no oh god hold on wait I thought something terrible no. was happening in your apartment it can't be, it can't be. no no <laughs> don't touch the morgan letters <laughs> and anyway i realized <laughs> i realized i wasn't recording um so <laughs> And I had something scheduled, and we didn't have time to start from the top, so we're doing it this morning. Hello! Lucky for you, we are dedicated, and we will get it in the can, Barbara. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm looking over, audience, audience, I'm looking over, and we're still recording. Good. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, you guys are lucky. You have so much free time. You have so much free time to continue to fuck up and fix our mistakes. Yes, we do. We will be here no matter oh. how many times, no matter how many takes. I have been <laughs> Episode the four, bane take of our poor editor's existence. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, I didn't what's listen. been going on with you? Yeah, I didn't listen back to my side <laughs> I don't even know what we talked about, but uh, <laughs> but things well. are good with me. So <clears throat> I finished my gen general surgery and cardiac surgery rotation. So now I'm doing emergency medicine for three weeks. Right, right. So this last night, now. this was used as the segue when we were saying how it's been a while since we recorded. And then I said, you've been busy. Oh, okay, carry on. Right. So that was why I was busy. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's been good. It's been good to see things from the other side because so far in other services, I've been in the ER um, from a consultant, you know, standpoint. And usually all the info has gathered. They've been there for a while. They've gotten imaging, that kind of thing. 
So now they're coming in for the first time, <coughs> and I'm gesundheit, and I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, trying to direct what labs need to be done and what investigations and such which and such forth. So mm, it's been good learning. a different learning. type of thinking. Yeah, very yeah, different. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. So when you was when you was in surgery, mm. um, say general surgery, when would your day begin and when would it end? For general surgery, we would usually get there around six a.m. and then we would sort of pre-round and check on everyone's vitals and their ins and outs. So if they were peeing, if they had like Foley and drain output, and then we might Foley's a catheter. Yes, Foley catheter. It's a little tube that goes up your pee hole. And mm. uh, yeah, we might go see them if uh, there was anything going on. My uh, attendant got there pretty early, like sometimes 7 a.m., usually seven, by 7.30. So I'd usually just pre-round, uh, like a paper round, and then round with him in the morning and see everybody, check on check on the patients, see how they're doing, if they're having any pain, um, and if they are ready to go home. And then the OR would start around 8 a.m., and so you'd try to get to as many... ORs as you could, and if you're on call, you would do consults at the same time. So you'd go see people in the emerge uh, that were consulted to surgery, uh, and then usually your day would wrap up by around five. And then if you're on call, okay. it was like twenty-four hour call, so you'd be there until like usually eight a.m. the next day. Okay, that okay. Yeah, so it wasn't too bad. They really build it up to be quite a bit longer. Mm -hmm. I find um, the rhetoric is like, oh. We start at 5, and if we're lucky, we leave at 7.30 at night. Yeah, I think there's always those, you know, unfortunate days where you get roped into something or something takes way mm. longer than expected. But mm. the ORs, you know, the staff leave <clears> by 5. <throat> so um, if there's something on the floor that you have to wrap up or if there's like an urgent discharge summary for some reason, like that's maybe a reason for you to stay. But yeah, other than that, you usually... And we have lecture um, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday at 4, a, uh, 4 p.m. And usually they're pretty oh, good. Oh, so you were forced to be done. <clears throat> yeah, like they tell us they're mandatory. So usually preceptors are good about letting you go to lecture. Which is okay. nice. Because then you don't have that to like nice. watch the recorded version, you know, well, during times you I could mean, be doing other things. Right. And it gives people a, a break, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, I'm sure the vast majority of people are... You know, not excited to be at lecture, but they're excited to be sitting. <laughs> yes, there were some days. <laughs> in comfortable clothing with a cup of coffee. Yes. Sometimes it's the, it's really just the little things. I just need to rest these games. <laughs> Especially after <laughs> cardiac surgery. rest these varicose veins. <laughs> oh, Glinda's. And Glinda. Rearing her head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cardiac surgery sometimes were quite long if there was an aortic repair replacement going on and by the end of those in my amazon gardening clogs i was like oh lord mm. but i ended up did i did buy some nicer clogs everybody which was talked about in our last episode was so funny i think i forgot we talked about that but you're like baby just buy some better shoes <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, that. I'm not one for being frivolous with money, <laughs> uh, but I, know you. I would rather I would rather someone make a purchase that will benefit them in the long term <laughs> than spend a hundred dollars on kombucha. You were like, <clears throat> "You're a superfluous man." I'm surprised you went with the Amazon clogs. <laughs> <laughs> I am. 
I mean, you should you should travel with this man, audience. The oh. amounts of lotions oh. and potions and ointments and that come with you. See, we'll travel, and I will have two things in the shower. Mm-hmm. I will have a bottle of shampoo and a bottle of body wash. Every other shelf space, <laughs> including the rim of the bathtub, is with his products. <laughs> so he's telling me he didn't buy a good pair of shoes. <laughs> To save his varicose vein, Glinda. <laughs> yeah, Glinda is my varicose vein. <laughs> On the back of my right calf. <laughs> and oh usually I could get her to go away, but... Yeah, it's been a long day. Sometimes she pops. Yeah, like, and, and of course, we. this is all just, you know, embellished. We don't really travel together because we don't associate outside of business inquiries. <laughs> So everything I'm saying is possibly a non-truth, <laughs> but it's the truth. <laughs> but it is the truth. It is the truth. And after this block, you're pediatrics and obstetrics, right? <clears throat> yeah. So after those are the um, two. After ER, I have neurosurgery for three weeks, mm-hmm. and then yeah, my last block is peds, obsgyn. So. Very different to what I have been doing. Yeah. Mm. Finish, uh, finish strong. Yes. Yeah. Acquire some um, new skills. I'm currently doing the peds and obsgyn quote unquote block. Mm-hmm. Our curriculum where I'm at is not quite the same as Alex's, but um, we don't stay on one service every day. I've probably talked about this before. Refer to prior notes. <laughs> so we're kind of all over the place where I am. And But our concentration of study right now is pediatrics and obsgyn. And I must say, did not expect to like, like obsgyn as much as I did. So it's kind of uh, throwing a wrench in my in my plans. I have to ponder it more. Oh, well, there's been a couple people snatched away by Obsgain. We're thinking other things, and then they really liked it. So it's interesting. I it's really the pathology can be very interesting. It has a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. But I don't see myself really pursuing it and going for it. But mm-hmm. I am pleased to to have found an area that is quite quite nice and interesting. That's good. You gotta like the bread and butter. Bread yeah. and butter, and, and I don't, I don't really know if I have a full grasp of what the bread and butter truly is yet. Mm-hmm. But there is, and I always wonder too. You know, the audience can chime in on what they think, but <laughs> is there really room in a modern world for a male to be a gynecologist? Yeah, I always wonder about that. Like, if you're very specific to gynecology, because there is a certain amount of understanding that you can only get from having the same parts. Same parts. Same parts. Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like it'd be much easier for um, female physicians to empathize with mm-hmm. their patients because you know they've been it through. Yeah, been it through. They've, they've been, been through been it. it through, baby. <laughs> but I mean. Yeah, and the thankfully the world of medicine is expanding, and there are more female physicians than ever before, meaning that patients now have the option to uh, request a female 
OBGYN, mm-hmm. and which is within their rights. So I would wonder, and people can chime in on this, if I did go that route, would I be getting, would it be difficult for me to establish a practice when most people, understandably, would be requesting a woman? Mm. Or maybe my perception is off, and maybe people don't really care about the the gender of their OBGYN, but it's just something I've been pondering a little bit. And Mary, girl, let me know what you think. Mary, let us know who you go to. (laughs) (laughs) No, Mary, that is your confidential medical information. You don't have to disclose that if you don't want to, baby. You don't have to, baby. But if you want to chime in, please feel free. What's that? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not requesting her pap results. I'm asking who she goes to. Send us your electronic health records, Mary. <laughs> but yeah, chime in, chime in, Mayor. Mm-hmm. If you're if you've been patient enough to wait for episode three, <laughs> then we're gonna presume you're gonna watch or listen to episode four and. Send us an email at tntoastpodcast at gmail.com. Please send us an email. I am refreshing daily. And it's been <laughs> a daily disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been douching daily. <laughs> and I feel refreshed. Refresh. <laughs> oh, sit back and refresh with Pure For Me. <laughs> Our first sponsor. <laughs> Manifest Destiny, <laughs> our first sponsor, Pure for Men. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, I guess so. I will mention my ER simulation that we were doing. Oh, right. I've never heard. You've of never this heard yet. any of Go my on. stories. Go on. But I'm tell. listening attentively. Listen with fresh ears. So, uh, Listen to you with fresh ears. So we were doing an ER simulation. <laughs> That's how I'm going to tell all my stories now. An ER simulation. And uh, I was on med duty, which is sort of, if you're not trained in sort of drawing up medications and mixing things and hanging bags, when you're on medication duty for a sim, it's a little bit of make-believe because you're kind of like grabbing any vial and pretending it's what you're supposed to be grabbing and then you know you like hook up that there's no like you don't put an iv in the mannequin you're like okay the iv's in so uh it's pretty uh low stress but i was doing uh the medications kind of fumbling my way through the make-believe part uh and then when we did our third simulation i was on med duty again and uh, there wasn't a lot of meds to be given. It was more just setting up infusions. So I was kind of fiddling with the IVs. And because <laughs> they did have some IV bags like hanging on the poles. Um, and I <laughs> I guess I opened one of them and didn't notice. And so there was some uh, non-sterile liquid just dripping on the mannequin area. And by the end of the case, uh, there was a puddle <laughs> on the floor. And I looked at uh, it and said, oh, is that me? Did I do that? <laughs> and then I looked and there was some uh, some water dripping out of the IV and forming a little puddle on the bed that was dripping down to the floor. And I thought, well, y'all said he needed liquids. And this mannequin is hydrated. Let the church say amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? I like her moxie. 
I'm going to give her a good mark on this simulation. <laughs> Alex, good commitment to the, to the fluids. <laughs> good commitment to the role. Understands professional roles and limitations. <laughs> yeah. So, good for me. I committed. Mm-hmm. Oh, committed treason. Oh. Treason. Las Vegas. Uh. <laughs> and uh, something else that was kind of silly that happened on the floor. There was a uh, a member of the administrative staff who was wearing on the 5th of May a very um, colorful skirt that had sort of a Day of the Dead theme, like skulls and flowers and... What are they called? Mm. Something like... Uh, it's with it, like skulls. an M. That flower kind of pattern. Oh. I want to say mandolin, but that's not right. <laughs> I know what I know what Magnolia you mean. Magnolia Brown, um, <laughs> Magnolia Crawford. Um, uh, ha, ha, ha. Um, um, anyway, a, a lot of those. Um, and uh, someone asked her, "Oh, that's an interesting skirt. Like, why are you dressed up?" And she had a flower in her hair as well. Like, what? What are you dressing up for? And she's like, "It's Cinco de Mayo, the Day of the Dead." <laughs> <laughs> She went on to explain what the Day of the Dead was to this lady who had asked about her skirt. And I'm thinking to myself, like, girl, it's not the Day of the Day. <laughs> it's oh not the Day of the God. Day, girl. Uh, oh, it's bless her heart. heart. Yeah. But you know what? Good for her. Like, her heart was in the right place. I mean, and she, brought... she was, <laughs> she really thought she was the one. She's um, like, let me explain to you what Cinco de Mayo is. It's the day of the day. Different. She was like, I am worldly. Yeah. And today, Sandra, you're gonna go out there and you're gonna show the staff that you're worldly and that your culture. This is your time, Cinco de Mayo. Oh, woo! And anyway, <laughs> and it turns out. She was impressing people. Her, so she's none no, the wiser. <laughs> just chuckling in the corner. Oh, gosh. Um, anyway, so Day of the Dead is November 2nd. Mm. <laughs> okay, I thought it was just after Halloween. So, okay. That made sense. And you should have chimed in and said, Sandra, I hope that is her name. Um, <laughs> Cinco de Mayo is actually a celebration oh. of Hellman's mayonnaise. <laughs> So I'm gonna need you to like sit down and mm. and I we're just gonna have to start over. And she was like, "Damn it, this was your chance." <laughs> oh, no. See, I couldn't do it to her. I couldn't do it to her. I know. No, I know. You're too kind. Oh, I wouldn't have I'm either. Such a sweet boy. But uh, anyway, so she was a what? What was the context? Admin staff on the surgery, surgically. Yeah, unit? I was one of the surgical floors. She's like, let me bring you like a little a, bit of light. A regular in the unit. Uh, like she wasn't there every day, but this was a weekend, so I think she was more like shift kind of work. Oh, okay, kind of a floater. Mm, yeah, float. Okay. Float staff. Mm-hmm. That fit. Oh, hold talking on, about. Hold on, uh, I got a, I got a burp. Oh God. Oh, it's like one of those ones that won't, it won't come out, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels stuck, so I feel like I can't talk. So you you go on and tell me a little story real quick. Okay. So speaking about uh, things that happen in early May, the first Monday in May is the Met Gala. 
the Matagala Hall. Uh, did you see? Uh, but any is of it the... camp? Pardon. But is it really camp? Oh, is it is it camp? Did anyone understand the theme? Did anyone Truly? really understand what camp is? Yeah. I I'm a 16 year old who just started watching Drag Race. <laughs> Do they really know what camp is? <laughs> Do they understand camp? I feel like a lot of people didn't understand camp. <laughs> So, for those of you who don't know, that every year the Met Gala has a theme, uh, and this year it was, the theme was camp. So the idea is people come uh, to the Metropolitan Museum of Art, showed up in these uh, themed outfits. So campy outfits this year were expected, and uh, it was quite the debate whether people were truly following that theme. Certainly, some people did not. Especially some of the men's who just showed up in like plain suits made with a bit of sparkle mm. like around the lapel. I'm like, okay. Mm, that's true. This was a, a chance to have really, to have really, you know, celebrated art. Mm-hmm. Everyone could have shown up in, you know, a campy outfit and it would have been a, a good time. But, <clears throat> you know, as far as we've come as a society, we still have a long way to go. So people are trying to not jeopardize their careers by having a certain photographs hit the internet and, mm. you know. Um, what did you think of RuPaul at the Met Gala? Oh, yes. He had like a, it was like a pink, like pattern mm, like suit. A, like almost like Dr. Seuss type, like melding pattern. The material looked like plastic Oh, type yeah. Thing. It was a bit like Cheshire Cat almost. But I guess it was yeah, supposed to be yeah. it was supposed to be zebra. He had like a zebra on the on his shoulder with a mane, a long flowy. Oh, like, I didn't even theme. notice that. Yes, but uh, yeah, it was like it was an interesting interesting outfit. Um, I guess I'll pose this question to you: Do you think RuPaul should have went in drag? You know, I think everyone always hopes that he will show up in drag, but. I just don't see it happening. Um, so do I think he should have? I don't think so, because I don't think that's his, like, his idea of of camp would be more suited to his male persona, I think. Right. I think he could be because more campy RuPaul as in drag group. is... Yeah. Because right. he's, like, RuPaul a glamazon. RuPaul as a male is... Is Orville Redenbacher. Yeah. And then RuPaul in drag is exactly a seven foot something glamazon yeah. painted for the gods, right. taped and yeah. pulled and cinched. <laughs> she ain't no campy queen. She a fucking Amazon woman and she will stomp your dick. That's right. She will stomp all over your dick with them high heel shoes. You don't even have to lay down for her to do it. She's that tall. Yeah, so. But a lot of people were making um, the argument that this was really her chance to show up in drag and teach the children. And, mm-hmm. But uh, but I'm thinking, yeah. what, you vampires? <laughs> <laughs> All the shit RuPaul has done for the community over the years. <laughs> And you just want more. (laughs) You just want more. I'm thinking, like, Mama's done enough. Yeah. Mama could hang up her wig tomorrow knowing she's done enough. 
and I can't remember who was saying this. It might have been Katya. Uh, but talking about how when Rue is in drag, it's usually on the Drag Race show. And everything's very controlled. Everything's well lit. There's like a bit of a beauty filter going on in the editing. Uh, and this would be a situation where he had no control over angles and things like that. And how, you know, I wouldn't want maybe those pictures out there if I had only been seen in recent years in drag, like on a controlled television set. Do you see what I'm trying? Mm, like he's going to be yeah. photographed 360 in some unforgiving lighting situations. Exactly. And I, I think RuPaul would still look phenomenal. Oh, yeah. But wouldn't look we're used to RuPaul race. literally looking like a 20 years old yes, goddess like glamazon. Sunbeams exuding from his head. Exactly. And I think that he's uh, hesitant to break that illusion at this point. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the and illusion. And you know what? It takes six hours for RuPaul yeah. to get in drag. And he works, like, how many jobs? You think he had time to sit down with his entire crew, get him done up in drag, and then come walk the Met Gala? And not get paid for it. Oh, that's the thing, too. I think he said that on uh, Watch What Happens Live. I saw a YouTube clip. He's like, I ain't getting paid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I did see that. He goes... (laughs) You know, I would be mean to everybody. Drag hurts. <laughs> Drag I'm not hurts. getting paid. <laughs> and you're sitting in these little bar mitzvah chairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know what? I feel that because I wouldn't want to be... I'd want to be in sweatpants. <laughs> and exactly. Sweatpants and a muumu. And, and I think if you're cinched and usually there's large meals at these things and you'd just be so uncomfortable. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it would have been nice to really see our mama mm. show up in drag but i mean yeah. people people are saying oh rue should have been in drag period and i'm like who the hell are you <laughs> who are you well really to tell this legend who is like nearing 60 working harder than ever like who's done so much and brought so much visibility to the queer community like who are you to lay down that ultimatum mm-hmm. yeah who are we? Do something for your community. You know what I mean? Before you go after anyone else. Amen. Put your, put your money where your mouth is. So yeah, there. <laughs> my goal for that segment was to take like a nice, neutral moderator stance. Have you express your opinions? <laughs> and I was going to go, oh, and this is what some people were saying to counter that. And then there I go. Getting all passionate and riled up because people just hold that poor you always man take the neutral to stance. such a standard. You seem like the radical needs. You're like, but just to be aware, everybody. <laughs> I'm like, they have damage control for whatever I say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, what did you think of anyway. Lady Gaga? I actually didn't see it. <laughs> the only outfits that I'm actually aware of are like uh, Kim Kardashian, Cardi B's giant outfit. Mm. Um, yes. Serena Williams repping the Nike sneakers. She looked great yeah. at the Met Gala, but uh, I didn't see her look. I'm just going to Google okay. it now, everybody. It was like this big pink floofy gown. And then she oh, took yeah. it off, and it was like this less large, weird black dress. It was like asymmetrical, I think, some sort of black poofiness. And then she took that off, and it was like a sleek, 
pink number, and then she took that off, and it was like and a bra and she just in lingerie. <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting. She kind of... Uh, she I like her original outfit. She's kind of repping... Oh, uh, God. What was it? 2009, Lady Gaga's The Fame. Oh. Lady Gaga. Yeah. Kind of a... Oh, there's the burp. Kind of a... Whew. <laughs> I won't Lord. be able to cut out the burp stuff if you keep referencing the burp. No, the audience can know that I burp. That's okay, fine. But will the know. editors can deal with what they can. But if you know, <laughs> if the audience, audience, I'm a real person. I know I'm stunningly gorgeous, and you don't like to think of me as someone who burps, but I do. I don't fart. I don't fart. I draw the line there. But I have been known to burp after a cup of coffee on a Monday morning. <laughs> oh shit hold on hold on i'm having a call from my landlord <laughs> <laughs> this is real time y'all <laughs> hello hello hi let's listen in Sounds like he went and usurped somebody's parking spot, and now people are angry, and he's got to move his car. Move that car! Wow. What a snake this Matthew is. Taking someone's parking spot? Wow. That is low. That is low. this just in he's gonna park by the dumpster i guess his spot was taken and so he took somebody else's spot so we can we can you know give him the benefit of the doubt that he wasn't didn't have any uh malicious hello oh hello i was explaining the situation to the listeners <laughs> so somebody took is... somebody else's spot and now yeah. <laughs> you gotta park by the dumpster no. with the other no, trash <laughs> oh, you've been live, live tweeting, live saying it. That's cute. You can hear me that well. So I'm a real person, despite how beautiful I am. Beautiful. <laughs> I can't even get the word out. Beautiful. Beautiful. We're very flase da. <laughs> and uh, I gotta go move my car, y'all, because uh, one of my neighborinos filed a complaint. Because oh, I parked in their spot. Gosh. Even though that same neighborino probably had a guest park in my spot because a Nova Scotia plate was parking in my spot. So I figured a guest didn't know no better. So instead of parking by the dumpster, because I had a full load of groceries, I parked in the spot beside my spot. Mm-hmm. Thinking, I'll go back and I'll, I'll, I'll fix that right away. That won't be a big deal. But then by the time I got my groceries put away... And I had my things done, this and that, and the other thing. I forgot. And you know what? I can understand they want their spot. But also, also, (laughs) I've had my spot taken many a time. And I've never once filed a complaint because I have something called tolerance. I know. People are so litigious. I'm reasonable. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And you know what? And so, I'm a little annoyed. 
but I understand. Yeah. I'm going to take the high road when they go low. <laughs> we, we go, go high, high baby. on this podcast. Yes, Michelle. So I'm going to go move my car and Alex can tell a little story or we can send it to our editors to have <laughs> the big silent block blocked out. It, it doesn't matter. Send it to Barbara. Why don't you why don't you tell them about the parrot? <laughs> that, that, that loyal bird. You tell them about the loyal okay, bird from Brazil. And then you go. Oh, wait, do hold your on. Thing. No. Do your yeah, thing. Yeah, this is honey. organic. I didn't we, the only reason why I knew about the parrot is because we talked about it last night. Yeah. I promise you we we're organic. <laughs> yes, but All right, we did I'll cover be right back. Last night. Okay. Good luck, okay. baby. We'll see you back. Thank you so much. <laughs> thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Okay, everybody, so this parrot, uh, let me talk to y'all about this parrot. So I read this on The Guardian, um, I guess, in Brazil. Um, the police were doing a raid targeting crack dealers, and they took a parrot into custody because this parrot had been trained to warn everybody of police presence. He would shout, Mom the police! Mom the police! Which is very impressive, a very resourceful use of domesticated birds. Um, so props to thinking outside the box. <laughs> but they took this parrot into custody and he has been, or she, we don't assume gender here. Um, they've been very loyal to their crack dealing owners um, and they have not said a word to the police. So this is what the reporters have been saying. Um, so far, it hasn't made a sound. Completely silent. Uh, lots of police officers have come by, and he said nothing. So this is a tight-beaked parrot. Not giving up his owners. And we can all learn a little something from that parrot. Let's talk, t let's talk a bit about loyalty. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, funny story. Out of Brazil. Okay, what else can I talk about? Um, so I was going to a, a surgical outpatient clinic, uh, a couple weeks ago and the, the nurse who sort of runs that clinic for the surgeon, you know, gets everyone situated in rooms, um, also sets up a little cracker and cheese and a little charcuterie board for the surgeon so that, um, she can eat in between cases because it is a very busy clinic and she has to run to the hospital afterwards and she's a very busy lady, um. And at one point, she was munching on some cheese, and she asked the nurse what kind of cheese it was. And the nurse said, it's jalapeno. <laughs> and so it was sort of this block cheese with little bits of jalapeno in it. And uh, But the surgeon was wondering what like the underlying cheese was, like what the main block of cheese, what type of cheese. So anyway, <laughs> the nurse says, jalapeno. And the surgeon says, yes, but what's the underlying cheese? And the nurse says, it's Cracker Barrel. <laughs> and then the surgeon is kind of still wondering, okay, but what, what type of cheese, though? Like, is it cheddar? Is it mozzarella? Is it... We think it was Havarti. She, she had a high suspicion for Havarti, uh, and the nurse didn't know. So no resolution to that story, but the working theory is Havarti with some jalapeno so uh that's the tea on the head <laughs> i hear i hear mathieu i think he's back in the apartment 
I hear some clinking and some clattering. Hello. Oh. And yeah, yeah. Good story. Yeah. It wasn't that a funny cheese story? <laughs> so, all right, fill me in. What's been going on? How long have I been gone? <laughs> I don't know. It's what been years. years. It's been 84 years. Oh and I can God. still smell the fresh paint. <laughs> I've been in a coma for 84 years and I haven't lost a pound. <laughs> Somebody call the police. <laughs> Who consented this parental feed? Oh my god. <laughs> All jokes aside, we're beautiful at every size. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of size, I was oh. in a, a general surgery clinic and we were talking about bariatric surgery. And the surgeon was mentioning how it can be very beneficial for some, um, but others might go elsewhere. Um, to get the surgery when they really wouldn't qualify for it in Canada. Okay. Yeah. Um, for instance, if someone had some sort of underlying psychiatric disorder, like body dysmorphia, you know, and they seek a bariatric surgery. Um, and right. in making her point, she said, for instance, someone could be as skinny as you and think that they need bariatric surgery. <laughs> oh, you're going to be skinny. That. Oh, I love that. I know. Congratulations, (laughs) honey. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you must have been wearing black that day. I was in darker clothes. You're right. I had a navy shirt on. You're like, I had a corset on for girdles. Fully cinched. (laughs) Cinched and not padded. I know. Oh, you know, that actually, this happened to me a few months ago. Um, My preceptor for family medicine was telling me, he goes, yeah, this man's daughter, she was really fat. He goes, she was really, really fat. And then she got bariatric surgery and now she's lost so much weight. She's like probably even skinnier than you. And I was like, you're using me as an example of weight loss (laughs) success. (laughs) You're the standard. Thank you. Thank you. It came true. <laughs> ah, it's really nice just to get a compliment every once in a while. I Even know, if it's it really not is. intentional. <laughs> it's not like a, a fake old, like you fishing for a compliment. So someone hands it out as like a pity and it's like said with a half hearted tone. They're mm-hmm. not even looking at you. Mm-hmm. And it turns out they were talking to someone else anyway. <laughs> but you take it as a compliment. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my. I got a call about oh, one so. of the patients on the surgical floor and they're on the surgical floor. I think I said floored. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <On the> sur- <laughs> oh my <laughs> I was on the surgical floor. Surgical floor. <laughs> um yeah, so I got a call and uh, I went in to see them and they had a bunch of family there and um one of the daughters said, Are you married? And I said, No and she goes, But you're so beautiful. <laughs> oh my god oh my stop. god go no, on that's nice really though yeah oh what was something nice someone and i was said looking haggard me. it was like 11 p.m yeah but your haggard is still like four layers of foundation <laughs> cc cream <laughs> a full face beat and full, beat, brows. full boy like, beat <laughs> full, 
No, man. Oh, God. What did somebody say that was really nice to me? I wanted to write it down. You need to write this shit down. I never did. Oh, they said I'm like... Oh, they said I'm like a Disney princess. Oh! Because I was singing in the cab. Oh. And they said, oh my God, you're like a Disney princess. Oh. And I said, that's the nicest thing someone has said to me <laughs> in a long time. And, and then she said, that might be the nicest thing I've ever said. Oh, wow. A seminal moment yeah. for you both. I know. And someone else told me that I'm a rainbow in human form. Oh my God, that thought, is... Wow. That is top I did tier. write down. Oh, good. Yeah. I wrote that down for a rainy ass day. <laughs> Just post it's all over your home. We go do a home visit. <laughs> Stenciled that... it all over the wall. <laughs> it's everywhere. Not a surface left uncovered. Instead of live, laugh, love, it's your rainbow in human form. <laughs> Every day in the mirror, you're a rainbow in human form. Don't you forget. Oh, God. And you think, you think I have time to look at a mirror in the morning? <laughs> I jump out of bed, I hop in the shower, I, I pee and I poop and I brush my teeth while I'm washing my hair. <laughs> oh my god. No, all of that is not true. I do everything in the proper sequence and every bodily fluid goes in the right place. Oh, good. But oh. no, I'm usually, I hop out of bed, I give myself just enough time to shower, brush my teeth, get dressed. And then take two sips of coffee, transfer it from a mug to a Contigo, <laughs> and then I'm out the door. That's like that <coughs> meme I sent you. It says, I start every morning by waking up after my alarm saying, fuck, getting ready in six minutes and then going 90 in a 40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not that we actually drive past the speed limit, Never. but it's a cute meme. Cute meme. Cute meme. Totally unrelatable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I relate to the to the whole thing except for the speeding except and the, the cursing and the loud breaking and the cussing. Yes, I say, "Oh shoot! Oh fiddle dee dee! Oh sugar! My alarm didn't go off. It's not my fault." <laughs> and then I then I get what I need done done and I leave. Somebody, one of the other clerks, had showed up late one day to uh, Gen Surge because we get there quite early, like I was saying, around six a.m. And we were talking about how. You can wake up a little bit past when you would like to and feel like that panic, you know, where you can still, if you rush, you can still make it like reasonably on time. And so you're just feeling that anxiety. Mm. But then there's a point where you wake up so late where there's like no chance to redeem yourself. <laughs> and there's almost like... So you have that... Yeah, there's almost a calm because you know... Yes, like, I was just going to say yeah. the sense of calm. Yeah. It's like the eye of the storm. Yeah, exactly. Or if the wind shifts a little bit, you can go into a full-blown meltdown. Yeah. Like you're, you're calmly... You know, getting your eyeliner, putting it on. Yeah. You're very meticulously putting on the mascara. You're applying the blush, knowing you could flip out at any minute. <laughs> That's when you send the group and... WhatsApp text like, Hey, y'all, just woke up. <laughs> see you when I see you. <laughs> yeah, have a great time. <laughs> we got a couple of those from our resident. It's like, hey, I just woke up. <laughs> well, uh, the perk, I guess... This just came to me about uh, doing my curriculum that is you're a little bit of everywhere every week is that at this point, I'm like, not really worried if I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, you're probably I'm not like, supposed to be here anyway. I'm like, you know what? 
Um, they know I'm on time, <laughs> and they know that their their start time is variable, and there's no clear cut expectation. So I'm yeah. like, aim to go in for eight thirty, and if I'm in by eight forty five, it's like nobody says, you know, we don't we don't speak of it. <laughs> and that's good. That's it about that. <laughs> that's what I got I to say. Hate about to be late. Mm. I hate to be late. So if I, I have a clear cut, if they say start time is at nine. You know, I damn well will be there eight thirty. Eight <laughs> I'm not that early. Eight fifty. Yeah. So them bitches know who the fuck they working with. <laughs> they bitches know who they working with. In the words of RuPaul, who was quoting someone else, show <laughs> up ten minutes well, early just to show them bitches who a, the fuck they working with. A book out of Anna Wintour's page. What? How taking a page out of Anna Wintour's book. <laughs> Flip it, reverse that. Book out of her page. I took a book out of her page. It was just such a dance page, I made it into a novel. <laughs> but that's probably how this ghostwritten shit happens, right? They give it like a page, like, these are the summaries of my life experiences. And then yeah. the ghostwriter embellishes, and then they go number one, New York Times bestseller, and they do a little book tour, and they make a little money. Yeah. And the ghostwriter gets a 50 grand check. For their hard work. Yes. Mm. 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 Ooh, that tea is piping hot. Piping hot tea. <clears throat> um. God, do do we have time to talk about this? I could always wait till next episode. Y'all, what? Last night I watched the Game of Thrones finale. Oh yeah. The series finale. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's probably lots that I want to talk about, but. We probably should should save it for another podcast, but well, I don't know anything. I'm about sad. It. Are you I'm sad? sad? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. It's the end. It's the end of an era. Yeah. And season eight was so bad that I lost a lot of emotional connection to the show. Oh, that's but too bad. There was a particular death in the finale that actually, despite it being a poorly written scene, it 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 touched me. It touched so. you. It touched me, and it bothered me, mm. and I wasn't expecting that, but it happened. It happened. Well, it ha- happened. But we'll, uh, y'all, if you want to send some hate mail about Game of Thrones season eight, <laughs> you can always send us a little e- uh, e- little email to uh, tea and toast podcast at gmail dot com. No spaces, all lowercase. <laughs> Yes. And is it is it T ampersand toast or is it T and toast? A and D. A and D. T and toast podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I one of my favorite things to do after a Game of Thrones episode, this will be the last thing I talk about when we can move on, <laughs> is to go to the forums after. Oh yeah. <laughs> because it's so bad I just go to all the hate forums. Yes. <laughs> and I read and I and I'm like, yes. Yes, I agree with that. Yes, I said that last night. Yes, I thought that in bed this morning. And it's just... <laughs> it's validating. It's so good to commiserate mm-hmm. because all the people on that forum, they're like, you know, genuinely invested. And maybe I'm more invested than I should be in a fantasy series, but I'm invested and the outcome mattered. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's fun. Yeah. And, and mutual hate. Mutual hate is a powerful force. <laughs> oh God! Isn't it ever? It's been shown throughout history. <laughs> history, darling. <laughs> Through history. Throw the book at you. <laughs> oh, but that is yeah, gr- yeah. P- 
people coming together because they hate someone is not is I don't know why that's so satisfying to the human psyche and I don't know why it holds such power. Mm. Someone should do a qualitative but, analysis. I know. It's like really functional uh, think and mob <laughs> mentality. It's yeah. very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's just relief that you're not the focus of the hate. So there's like you're yeah. bonding and then you're also relieved right. that it's not about you. <laughs> people are looking for a sense of community. Mm-hmm. And if people are fitting in and you're right, and the and it's the attention is deflected off the stupid bullshit we do every day, <laughs> then we're happy. We're like, Can you believe what they did (laughs) knowing damn well we probably (laughs) fucked up too (laughs) you know we're human we all fuck up and then we all sweep it under the rug and then sometimes the weird shit people does comes to surface and we're appalled (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i don't know yeah it's a good point sense of community bonding not to be confused with bondage no unless that's what they're bonding about Ooh. I like that. And deflecting, deflecting off their own, the own uh, dirt on their floor. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the mess. Please excuse the mess. I've only been cleaning for the last sweep 12 that hours. Under our rug. <laughs> Let me just sweep that under the rug real quick since I got company over. <laughs> Let's pack away all our baggage because we have friends coming over and we don't know how to have genuine relationships anymore. So let's sweep that under the rug and put the baggage away. And then we'll post a nice social media selfie and just give an inspirational quote and people think we live a good life all the time. Knowing damn well that the other 22 hours of the day I was crying. (laughs) (laughs) You dried your tears just for the selfie? Yeah. <laughs> I visine my eyes. I put corrector under my bags and I had them come over and I had them wait until I was done up by my beauty team. And then we took one selfie. I sent them home with a contigo of watery instant coffee. But the French press was in the background of the selfie, so they assumed we had nice, pure French press coffee. Mm, that's how you do it. Uh-huh. Uh. All right, am I? I guess I'm gonna come down from my little soapbox. Okay, good, <laughs> and we'll move on. It was very good, very good. All right, so you talked about the parrot. I did. I talked about the parrot <laughs> while you were gone. Okay, and I guess uh, we won't talk about uh, my bird coworker. <laughs> Who loves birds, and she said, she had said, all right, I will say this, because this could be good advice for somebody down the road. Mm -hmm. She said, a bird's love is like no other, because they're not truly domesticated, and when you manage to earn the trust of a wild creature, apparently there's nothing better. Mm -hmm. So for all the people attacking bird people out there, give it a chance. (laughs) However, I'm good. I don't need to keep no bird in no cage and clean up their fecal matter. Yeah. Give bird love. I'll just a let chance. them be free. Give bird, bird love. love a chance. We're gonna put that on a t-shirt, and the <laughs> merch will be available on our website when we have one. Yeah. Gosh, we'd make a killing. Give oh, bird love oh, a chance. This. I just read this yesterday. Oh. You know Grumpy Cat. Oh, I know. 
Grumpy Cat died recently at age seven. Yes, too soon. So, complications of a UTI, I was know. it? Was it? Oh, oh I think I, I thought it was so. a complication of being because grumpy. grumpy Cat had feline dwarfism. D- what? <laughs> anyway, I feel like I didn't hear a thing you said. <laughs> oh, I thought it was an infection. I thought it was a UTI. Or and it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably was. I didn't. I didn't know the cause, but I thought maybe it was complications from that. Oh, um, I didn't know. But that yeah, it could be complications of a UTI. Some cats, uh, they get like a blocked bladder, mm. and for some reason, the vet can clear it out. But if it returns, then it's like a recurrent thing, and then usually cats get put down for that. Okay. I don't really know the physiology around that because i'm not a veterinarian Mm -hmm. and (laughs) um anyway it grumpy cat really was you know a nice positive largely uplifting um character the memes never really got too uh too cruel yeah that's good when the memes stay pure and it kind of reminds me of uh i used to follow this pug called chubbs the wampug yeah (laughs) on twitter yeah and chubbs was just like a light in this world (laughs) chubbs just wore cute costumes and was just nice and chubbs unfortunately passed away at a pretty old age for a pug i think she was like 12 and that's pretty pretty good but they uh yeah it's sad Mm. animals are a part of your life for a long time they weren't my pets but (laughs) it's sad when they pace yeah R.I.P. Um, Chubbs was probably not gone too soon. Chubbs lived a full life, but Grumpy Cat, gone too soon. Mm-hmm. And on a completely unrelated topic, did you know that penis lengthening surgery <laughs> costs 40,000 pounds? Wow. That pounds, is ladies, gentlemen, robbery. and everybody who identifies in between. I don't have 40,000 pounds. I got an extra who 20 pounds, 40, though, pounds? if you want that. When I, oh, oh, well, we all have that. Mm. If only you could convert that into cold, hard cash. Mm. Into quaint. But uh, look at you being generous. Only 20 extra pounds. Oh, self-love Monday. Listen, uh, I, don't have, I don't have an extra 20 pounds of pure fat. I hope not. Oh, There's some muscle she's there. Very, she sort of loves herself. <laughs> but no. <laughs> no, no, you look great. I probably have an extra 35 that I would like to remove. <laughs> Um, I would like to remove, but, but beauty is at all shapes and sizes, and it's about learning to love yourself where you are while making choices for healthier you. But this is unrelated to the penis surgery. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of related, self love and all that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's only like a twenty percent satisfaction rate. Yeah. Because uh, apparently it just doesn't really work. It leaves your penis maybe like marginally larger. Like I think you can gain like an inch, which for someone that would that can be very significant for them psychologically. But if it's not going to function anymore mm-hmm. and have severe nerve damage that you're not really going to get any pleasure out of any kind of experience, you have to wonder if that's worth the trade-off. And you have to wonder like how... How much info they're given before the procedure, like what false promises might be given, you know? Yeah, and you have to wonder if, because I there's no reason why that particular surgery should cost as much as it does. Like, mm-hmm. 
an inguinal hernia repair, which would be working in a similar area, working with similar ligaments, mm-hmm. would not cost nearly that much. Yeah. They just drive up the price. And I know, they, taking advantage they, of vulnerable populations. On desperate men. Yes. And honestly, in taking advantage of um, society's standards. Mm-hmm. That's not the word I'm looking for. Give me, tell me what I mean. I don't presume. I don't presume to know how you feel. I don't wanna. <laughs> you, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Society has imposed kind of unrealistic expectations. <laughs> That's what I mean. This kind of does tie it's into like... the to the self love thing we were just talking about, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, people. Society says, you know, if you don't have a 10-inch dick and if you can't fuck for five hours and if your partner is not having double-digit orgasms in that time, (laughs) then you're not like everybody else (laughs) and therefore you're lesser. You are less than. So people kind of get, you know, get it into get this these standards into their head and then they're willing to shell out 40,000 pounds they don't have to get a surgery that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And the article stated that the vast majority of people going for these surgeries have a completely normal-sized penis. Mm-hmm. And that's the so T. It just seems like an overall... Seems like an overall sad situation. Yes. Well... So, shame on the doctors mm-hmm. who are performing these exorbitantly priced surgeries mm-hmm. and really not telling people the facts and just preying on vulnerable people yeah. who just want connection. Yes. And this is why we get groupthink, and this is why we get, you know a lot of the problems in the world is because we don't love each other enough. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm on my soapbox today. You're really going I'm, off I'm like, today. <laughs> no off, sis! <laughs> I know. I'm just... I, I had an intention. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to be a nice moderator today. and We'll let Alex take the reins because, you know... He'll go off probably, and here I am. I went off on the parrot, but like I'm bothered. <laughs> I just want people to be kind, and I want people to love each other, and I want people to feel comfortable in their own skin, and I feel like that should be attainable. Yeah, I mean, definitely a a long journey to get there, but we can all hope for that. Oh, I know. I wish we could just heal as a collective but <laughs> yeah things seem to be going in the opposite direction of that and i don't think yeah. uh, social media is helping but what is mm. helping is the tea and toast podcast mm. so mary if you're listening mary we love you <laughs> you're beautiful you don't need that penis lengthening surgery no, mary sir oh madam and but at the end of the day if people do know the risks and they're of sound mind and they want to pay money to have a non-functioning penis that looks an inch larger, Mm -hmm. then there's nothing we can do to stop that. And we love you, baby. And I think a good takeaway is just with any procedure for patients to ask questions and to feel empowered to ask questions and, you know, be sort of critical about certain things and, if someone is recommending a certain procedure and you feel like they haven't gone over all of the possible complications or um, the procedure itself in enough detail, like you have a right to ask more questions and to demand some more of the details. Because sometimes surgeons uh, 
you know, if they're having a busy day, they might not go through everything as thoroughly as someone would like, as I would like sometimes. So ask questions. Yeah, you really, you have to be your own advocate. Mm. And I did, I read a quote recently in the hospital saying that the biggest misunderstanding in communication is the belief that it happened. So I think Mm. when Mm -hmm. surgeons or, you know, other people, professionals in the medical field i think we naturally make a lot of assumptions that people will fill in the gaps right but we don't we have to remember that even if we see a particular thing five times a day every day over the course of a span of a career Mm -hmm. that it's usually a person's first time as a patient and they really need everything to be broken down for them i truly do believe that but yeah that's a good takeaway that's uh us providing a little bit of unsolicited free health advice (laughs) and if 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 a professional's busy and they're gonna sigh at your question my advice to you is to not care about that your job is to look after yourself and get all the information and your job is not to please Mm -hmm. the physician Mm -hmm. they work for you and we're all well we're all in it together you know yes no, no you can't go so much in the other way that, yeah, I mean, exactly. we are a service to the, the public, so, I mean, the onus is on us, yes. ultimately, but it is a collaboration. Yeah, our job is to serve the community that we're in, and but our job is not to accept all demands imposed on us either, if it's not going <laughs> okay. to be good for the, the populace. <laughs> no, I was not saying that, thank you, yes. No, I know, I know, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what I'm, I'm saying, we work for you, that's true but there is a collaboration involved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alex was not implying nothing, y'all. <laughs> I'm just commenting. Oh, apparently I can't stop running my mouth. <laughs> but I'm saying good things. Everyone, I'm giving, I'm giving advice, and it's free. And, you know, all this shit is my opinion. But I feel my opinion's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Let us let us move on, shall we? Let's let's do our let's do our drag race. Okay, a little drag do you race. Talk about RuPaul. Yeah, let's talk about RuPaul. <laughs> Mr. Paul, Mr. Paul. So we left off um, last episode on the uh, insane lip sync for your life double chante. You stay, Hone. Mm. Um, with mm-hmm. between Miss. Brooklyn Heights. Brooklyn. Yeah, I actually I rewatched that lip sync uh, yesterday, and it was good. It was very good. It was better the second time around than when yeah. I kind of saw it as part of the context of the show. I just oh. thought these girls are giving it. Yes, they. And I I especially liked the the part where Brooklyn was in the splits bouncing and then just kind of looking at her nails all casual <laughs> while she was singing. Yes. I thought <sighs> you limber bitch. <laughs> God, you limber bitch, but also here's my number. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, so a lot of, God, a lot of time has passed since then, huh? Yeah. Um, heading down so to the we'll, nitty gritty. We'll, 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 we'll go right into it and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll jump back and we'll skip around and we'll skirt, skirt sideways and we'll bring it on back now. Well, I'll talk about <laughs> some of the highlights for me. Since then, yes, go on. I really love yeah, the on. LADP episode. Um, 
Oh, okay. The acting Where challenge. Brooklyn was a stage four vegan. Yes. Well, Brooklyn did very well. That was funny. Like that naturalist just living, feeling herself and getting all up in the cop's face with her, her nude self. But Akira yes. was so funny with, it was uh, Evie and Akira. It was like a mother and daughter reunited. <laughs> and mm. I lost <laughs> lost it when they made the connection and then the curia to the cop was like officer officer this is my child <laughs> that line just hit me so funny oh, officer this is my child <laughs> and then she was twerking like crawling away twerking oh man yeah carrie so carrie <laughs> has done very well actually oh, and when she did I like feel the like fake a doesn't and then ran away oh my god Oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> she was like, wait, I need my cane. And then she like, takes off. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> I think Akari is kind of flying under the radar. I definitely think she's a dark horse to take the crown. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it's because the editors aren't giving her a lot of attention. True. Is why she's flying under the radar. They're kind of focusing on uh, Silky, Evie, and Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. They definitely get more talking uh, heads or confessional moments. But that was a good, uh, that was a good episode. I agree, mm-hmm. and that was when Miss Fangie, Miss Fangie, went off against Plastic Tierra. Mm-hmm. You know what annoyed me about that is when Rue was in the workroom. He said, "Make sure there's a progression. Like, don't start at a ten out of ten right away. There has to be a build to something so that we can appreciate when you get to that ten. And then. During the challenge, the cop showed up and they're like clawing at each other and rolling on the ground and screaming. I'm like, what happened to the slow build? Yeah, I think. I just don't think Vanjie has the range. Yeah. You know, I think it's like the fact that it's not that Vanjie didn't take the advice. Right. I just honestly just... don't think Vanjie could <laughs> act on the advice. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I just don't think Vanjie. Had, like she's obviously a great performer which was shown in the lip sync she you know she slayed mm-hmm. that was but, a great uh, lip sync for her that was a really good lip sync actually and but i just and every acting challenge she's kind of always been the same and she's in her confessionals she's always been the same yeah true true she's either yelling or she's crying <laughs> oh but i loved but, um uh, uh, nina brooke and uh, sugar their little magic their magic performance on stage mm-hmm. and i love the, yeah, that was the group choreography when they were just like introducing their next trick and they were kind of like walking back and forth in unison it was so good it really added a classy touch yeah they you can tell they rehearsed yeah. it and it was the right the right choice to rehearse a magic show oh, not to rush all the other team that was a struggle bus yeah, I think Vanjie made the mistake of putting everyone with a big personality together. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking you can't have four massive personalities and make magic out of that. You need a good balance. And especially if you want to be the big personality and shine, why don't you put someone who's a little more meek on your team? Mm-hmm. Because you want your team to do well, but you also want to stand out. That's true, yes. And I just don't think Vanjie had a shot of standing out with all those personalities, especially if she's trying to take the advice and do a slow build. I think she would easily get uh, swallowed. 
And I think the reason I'm bringing that up is because Vanjie chose the teams, right? I think so. I think she I won remember. the mini challenge. And I think because there was a big could have been drama because Vanjie didn't put what's her puss on her oh, team. Oh, right. Brooklyn. She didn't pick Brooklyn. Which I don't think was smart. I mean, Brooklyn. Even so... I know it's like he wanted to be like, oh, ain't nobody holding me back. But like right. Brooklyn is fucking talented. You want and the Yeah, she the did all that choreo. Queen. Like that was... Mm, was, exactly nice. and like having evie and brooklyn we know together they make a wicked performance mm-hmm. you could have had them doing cool like tricks off each yes. other and you could they could have been doing all kinds of like uh entertaining things entertainment and aw, tuck taintment trinity the tuck taintment <laughs> tm tm that's a production company uh. Oh my God, Trinity! You heard it from us first, girl. <laughs> That's your production company. We want a piece. We want fifty-one percent of this company. <laughs> uh, no, we just want royalties. Yeah, just like I don't want to. I don't want to have to make no choices. Back. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, and then episode eleven. Can we talk about some of the many challenges this season have been a little underwhelming, particularly this episode where they just had to slap each other. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. wow, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Okay, so we're just going to slap each other, and that'll be the mini challenge. <laughs> That's funny, because I find that fun. <laughs> I actually don't mind that at all, because it was... I think they brought it back as like a cute little uh, throwback, oh, yeah, because Rue accidentally <laughs> slapped Asia in the face in season 10, and I think they just kind of wanted to play up that a little bit more. Mm. Um, okay. Kind of... Yeah, it's kind of interesting, eh? I just feel like the you drama could make between it and Asia. Just like, okay, everybody, no prep, just come and slap each other. Oh, it should have absolutely been RuPaul who did the slapping. <laughs> that was way funnier when it was Mama Ru slapping his babies <laughs> after they give him a little read. <laughs> but mm. uh, I don't know. I thought it was people did their best to make it entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. had their little shade they were throwing and they had their dance moves and someone lost a wig, a carrier. Carrie lost a wig and had a wig under a wig, and we had no idea the bitch was wearing two wigs. A wig on a wig. Uh, a wig on a wig, and it was a mini challenge. I'm like, this bitch comes to work every day in two wigs. <laughs> and we had no in idea. Case. In case one goes into just orbit. In case. So I thought that was interesting. and Okay. It's, uh, I'm kind of surprised they brought the challenge back, though, now that I think about it, because, you know, there is some drama between Rue and Asia. So I thought they would probably just sweep that whole thing under the rug. Ooh. Well, you know, season 10, the reunion, the disagreements. and I don't remember. You don't know when, uh, oh my God, what was her name? The cha- Vixen, the Vixen walked oh, out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And Asia kind of, you know, got angry because Rue didn't go after her. And Rue said, you know, like, look at me, God damn it. You think I'm going to go after these people because you've got to learn for yourself. And Asia okay, didn't agree. Right, I remember that now. And then Asia had that floppy performance because Rue went in and killed them butterflies behind her back <laughs> to ensure she wouldn't win. <laughs> this is all conjecture. <laughs> but, uh,. So I'm surprised they brought it back. Mm. And Asia, I think, actually suffered a lot of hate after that. Oh. Well, 
I think I think the fandom kind of, from what I gather, the fandom kind of went after Miss Asia, which I don't think is right. I think you know Rue is runs the show; it's their show. But I think other people are allowed to express an opinion. It makes for good TV if everyone just went, "Yes, you're so right. You're so right. You're so right." That doesn't make for no good reunion TV. Yeah, everyone wants all the tea to be spilled during the reunion, but then if the people who spill some tea, they get canceled. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this kind of leads to the larger... I think Katya put it best. He said, since when were drag queens nice and rich? (laughs) She said, we're drag queens. We're poor. We used to all be poor. And we used to all be terrible, terrible people. (laughs) And of course, that's that's hyperbolizing, but it's true, like... In yeah. the tradition of Paris's burning, <laughs> I think traditionally queens were shady and, uh-huh. you know, spread through some shade and it was all in good fun and you could fight and resolve yeah. it. But now it seems like if people throw any shade on the social media, yes. they can get canceled real quick. True. And I don't think that's... Everybody think that's, just uh, stop taking everything so seriously. Like Mama yes. Ru says, don't take yourself so seriously. Mm-hmm. And like Mama Ru says, it's a goddamn TV show. <laughs> The, like at the, the end of the day it's important it has, yes it, it it's you know it's done a lot for the lgbtq plus community it's brought a lot of representation to a subculture within the community but at the end of the day it is a tv show and editing happens and they're very open about producing the fuck out of the show mm-hmm. so you have to understand that what you see <laughs> isn't always the truth same parts the same parts (laughs) (laughs) but uh anyway i got a little sidetracked on this asia drama for the mini challenge Um, okay so the main challenge was the makeover of prior queens and soju mm. came in not able to walk on a fucking two inch two inch grandma heel I don't know how Soju got on season 11. And she was still talking about her damn cyst. I know. It's still draining. <laughs> Poor thing. So she needs to see a doctor, but Soju, the healthcare is so expensive. Soju girl, I would say visit a clinic, but I know we ain't got $2,000 to throw around. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think Soju should have won just so she can get her sis looked at with <laughs> the price money. Ca- cash in <laughs> the, the gift card to Jules, Jules, Jules and get her sis she removed. needed it. <sighs> oh my gosh. People, you know, I Soju for the crown. That's, what, that's my vote. Hashtag Soju for the crown. But the pickings must be getting slim. didn't she have quite like a social media following as well like she did videos i think on youtube so okay i think she just wasn't used to because i remember the tea at the beginning of the season was that soju wasn't they didn't uh they questioned whether she was a true entertainer from a traditional drag perspective like lip syncing and you know the pageantry of it all oh so i think yeah she's not used to cutting a rug well, it seems like Soju is probably new to the profession. I'm not sure if Soju looks very young. So I feel like just by virtue of being that young, she's probably pretty new to drag. Mm. Especially if she can't walk in a two-inch grandma <laughs> heel. But, <laughs> Chunky heel. Uh, it is, 
<laughs> and it's possible that we didn't really get to see enough of Soju to yeah. to get a glimpse into her strengths. And maybe if she had been given a chance, she would have done much better. But the same could be said about lots of queens. Um, you only have the moment. Mm-hmm. So that's, the, that's where the pressure of Drag Race, I guess, would come from. Because you only have the moment to show your put your best foot forward and mama rue makes no qualms about sending your ass home Mm -hmm. in week five even if you do well in the first four weeks if you fuck shit up in week five and you can't turn it out (laughs) your ass going home unless you're a door delano oh yeah yeah can we talk about that low ass energy lip sync with fucking nina and silky holy shit oh my god (laughs) It was so was bad. Like, Shantae, you both go home. I was ready for the double uh, sachet away. And it was, especially with Rue's iconic, meh. meh. <laughs> Silky, you stay? Yeah, I guess, Silky, you can stay. God. But just know well, that you basically, both shat yourselves on stage. <laughs> you could tell Rue had it in her eyes. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm sending both their motherfucking I know. asses yeah, home. Cut to her, like, and then mm-hmm. the little the little bug in her ear from the producers are like, Psst, Rue, Rue, Silky must stay. to keep Silky. Drama, drama, Rue, Rue, Rue. And Rue's like, meh, meh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean... Uh, that's got to be a producer save Maybe. right there. They had like I know one I'm veto. Meta with it, but I really. But the fact that, that was Silky bad. had been talking about, remember she'd say, "Just let me lip sync um, for my life. I don't care how yeah. I do on the challenges. Like, just let me lip sync. I'll save myself every week." And then she puts that up for her lip sync. Yeah, she she built herself up, but it was a shit song. I mean, I love that song, but it's not a great lip sync song right. for drag queens. Like. They both could have done a lot more with it. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's some good rhythms. The, it was No Scrub, right? What was the song again? I don't, I don't, Barbara? I think it was TLC's No Scrub. <laughs> it was, I don't want no scrub. Sounds, scrub is yeah. a guy that can't get no love kind from a, me. Yeah, low tempo kind of. That's what it was, not right? Not a lot of variation. It's no, kind of just like and it's a, it's a, bopping. <laughs> it's very rhythmic. Like, you mm-hmm. could literally just sway mm. your hips to mm. that song for a good time. Yeah. And, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and that would have been better than, I don't know what the fuck Nina was doing. Oh, my gosh. She was just, like, walking. She was, like, beep, boop, Like, moving her limbs, like, fractions of angles. Yeah. And Silky, like, walking back and just, like, standing up on the ledge. Like, she was just standing on the ledge at the back of the stage. I know, not even doing anything with it. She was like, oh my god, I better do something. Better, let me just put my let me, leg on this ledge. And, <laughs> and let me and walk we, back. Let me walk back now. And this is really, this is really no shade. But we, we've we seen Silky get winded from sitting up off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> so we know that she was like, I gotta turn this shit out. But you know, by the time she put her leg up on that ledge, she was winded. <laughs> Functional, functional classes working against she's her. Just gasping, she can't even lip sync because she's just. <sighs> Need some oxygen. Anyway. Yeah. No, that's probably not true. But um, I don't know. Who do you think should have? I know I I was rooting for a sachet away for both of y'all. But yeah, I was ready for both to go. I mean, Nina was probably a less weird performance, but she didn't do um, anything. I almost said jiggly. Silky. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Silky Caliente. Um, Dr. Reverend Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Took more, um, 
took more risk. Like she did a wig reveal. Yeah, the wig reveal fell flat. She took it off and then she turned her back and took 45 minutes to walk to the ledge. (laughs) All that shit. But like she and her split lasted like five seconds like to get to the bottom. But it's like she at least tried Mm -hmm. some things. She seemed like she was trying to emulate Alyssa Edwards. Like let me put my leg up on that ledge, yeah. like Miss Alyssa. Let me let me go into well, a split. Talks about like like if you go to the ledge, if you go back there, it's usually a good sign that you're gonna win. But that's for like a high energy ledge, not a let me scoot yeah. along this ledge. <laughs> oh yeah, Alyssa Edwards, honey, she could work a ledge. She could work a ledge. <laughs> she is one of the you know she goes she's in the top for iconic lip syncing queens. I mean, mm-hmm. apart that, from Miss oh, Trinity K. Bonet, jump, who is better? Does, like, a spin move into a split. Yeah, she really is something else. Um, so yeah, that was oh, that was god awful. That was god awful. But I think at the end of the day, Soki brings more to the show. Um, in terms of you know cheap entertainment value, Nina brings a little bit too much kindness and yeah, um, too much Silky's kindness. Has, that's my critique. Well, too much too kindness much. from you. Well, girl. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but you know, Miss Congeniality doesn't usually make it to the final four. Um, <laughs> calling it now, Nina West for Miss Congeniality. Okay, I can see that. Um, but. You know, I think there's still a lot, there's unresolved tension between Evie and Silky, and I think they kind of want to play that through to yeah, the end. Yeah. And based on track record, Silky's won more challenges mm-hmm. than Nina. So overall, if you're going to have two people shit the, the bed, you record. have to go based on track the record. If you're trying to be, yeah, if you're trying to be objective, which Rue is absolutely not trying to be. No. But <laughs> He's like, I've discussed with the judges, but the final decision rests with me. He's like, I've discussed with the producers. <laughs> I mean, the judges. I mean, the, but the final decision rests with the producers. I mean, me. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. I'd like to collect my paycheck now. <laughs> driver, take me home. <laughs> yeah, driver, driver, He's get like me out this wig. In the limo. Take this tape off my when face. The, when the To the Moon starts playing. <laughs> to, 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 to the moon. He's like in the limo <laughs> with a chicken breast. <laughs> Yeah, in the car, <laughs> smoking a cig. Like, get me the fuck out of here. Drive, drive. <laughs> no, I mean, now there's all kinds of conjecture out there about the show. It's just fun to fun to play up on that. <laughs> and then the moment we've all... All right, no, let me just say I was right. You were right. I called it probably back in episode one of our podcast. What'd you call? Where I said... I said, Miss Vanjie. Oh, said, yes. She will make a top four. Yes. I said, Miss Vanjie has showed some improvement and she will make it top five. I said, they're going to want to bleed every mm-hmm. last yeah, ounce of entertainment value that. out of her. Yeah. And she's just not good enough to go top four. No. And lo and behold, That's what she placed fifth. That's what happened. And something that. I honestly should have seen coming, but I mm-hmm. just didn't expect it because you never expect Ms. Brooklyn to be in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, is, of course, Brooklyn sends Vanjie home. Yeah. I thought, oh, that's good fucking TV. <laughs> God, that's good TV. <laughs> and I just, I just thought, lovers. how did they work that mm. out? I only saw, actually, I didn't actually see the episode, so I know nothing about it, but I got it spoiled for me on the front page of my YouTube channel, or my YouTube page. I don't have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. yet. Yes. Um, 
uh, well, no, you know, I am trying to be a social media starlet. Mm, influencer. Because <laughs> I care so much about fame. <laughs> and I'm making so much coint with the podcast. I know, right? <laughs> um, right? Right. Mary? 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 Are you still here? <laughs> um, oh my god, I forgot what I was talking about. Um, the love of Facebook. Oh, yeah, so, right. I was... I the main page and it had the lip sync and i thought oh, okay. well fuck it i already watched it and i know what the outcome's gonna be oh yes yes yes. or i already saw the spoiler and so i just watched the video and uh you know they both served they both yeah. did a great job yeah. i think you know based on performance alone it could have been justifiable sending any one of them either home because they both really turned it mm-hmm. but i would say that Oh, I love... Did you remember that move when she went into that split on beat and kind of twirled her torso? And then Brooklyn brought that leg up to, like, squat, like, pounce into a squatting position. Oh, like, yes. Cool. Oh, yes. That was good. The leg kind of flipped thought, around. Oh, yeah. 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 I was like, that yeah, was sexy. That was good. And it was so... It was so entertaining. And I, so I'm like, okay, that, that bitch won the lip sync <laughs> by, by... And she was on a point. small margin. She was literally on point. Vanjie can... <laughs> on point, you're right. Brooklyn. Vanjie turned it. Vanjie always turns yeah. the lip syncs, actually. I've come to really appreciate Vanjie for that. Um, so, yeah. They kind of got the... I don't know how they rig that shit. I mean, do they just... Do they know the strengths of each contestant by that point, and they Maybe, like, modify you know, a challenge based on it? Because I feel like the challenges would be preordained, right? Well, certainly they'd have to know which challenges were happening, but maybe they could tweak the order a little bit if they wanted to keep people like longer. If it was, if somebody like could not dance at all, like maybe they delay yeah, the, the intense choreo challenges for a little later. I don't know. Yeah, I'm because I'm just thinking be a lot of thinking. Like, I'm thinking like, how do they? I don't know if it's was I like this can't be coincidence. Uh, you know, they sent each other home. Yeah, it so I'm seems... thinking, how do you rig it so that you kind of play to both weaknesses of both because they both have very different strengths and very different mm-hmm. weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was it was. It was nice. Vanjie was a good sport. She had an oh, iconic yeah. exit again. That was so again. funny. That's the best and... way to go out. Just like a little bit yeah. self-deprecating, right? Like playing on her Vanjie, Vanjie exit last time. Uh, and then just making it better. It was funny. I know. And and she had a lot to live up to for, yeah. you know, I'm sure she was never intending to go home. But if you're going to go home, you want to make sure you have a good a good exit <laughs> and it actually came across as very genuine yeah. and non-contrived too yeah which was nice and i, I agree i think she played up the comedy because she knew brooklyn felt like shit that's true sitting home yeah so a, a lot of respect to miss vanjie respect um, miss vanjie you went farther than you probably should have miss <laughs> vanjie but you know <laughs> respect to miss vanjie you lasted longer than you should have girl <laughs> but <laughs> oh if you think Vanjie improved a lot from season 10. Yeah, but I don't but know that she, she didn't improved. improve throughout the yes, season. Yes, okay, perfect. That's exactly what I was going to say. And really, Plastique Tiara had further to go. Uh, and I really wish she had just Plastique brought out Tiara, more personality. She could, have, she could have done more. Yeah, you were you were thinking Plastique had a lot of room to go far. And, and I kind of, I called that You too. called that too? She didn't blossom? 
She just kind of said, I don't think she's going to blossom. She's going to get stuck. You're like, no, she had her moment. She's done. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's what happened. And then, yeah, that's what happened. That is what happened. And, you know, I honestly, Plastique turned the lip sync out too against Vanjie. Like, yeah, I mean, she had Plastique had more room for growth. And, and, uh, but Vanjie in that red latex suit, my God, she embodied (laughs) that song. I was watching that again yesterday and I was like, oh my good God, that is good fucking TV. (laughs) And she, she was whipping that latex ponytail and she was working it like nobody. (laughs) Miss Aquaria did not work that pony the same way as Miss Vanjie. Mm -hmm. And, but I mean, Plastique was like working the stage and she was doing her sexy thing. And I think people would have been a little miffed that Vanjie went home, but I think it would have been justifiable to be like, you know, Plastique did a good job and her track record's better. Yeah. But if Rue had a feeling that she wasn't going to blossom, then time to go back to your mama, Miss Alyssa Edwards. (laughs) First. (laughs) So good every time. <laughs> that was a good one. That was better. You've been working on that. Ugh. Hold on, let me see what if I have any other notes. Mm. Um, uh, oh, she still got the vacay with Brooklyn. That's what I wrote because oh, Brooklyn. Yeah, they got the vacation. Uh, this was two guys. weeks ago when they were up for. They did the twinning makeover challenge that we already talked about, mm-hmm. and Vanjie killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brooklyn turned it just a little bit. Just more. a little bit more. Yeah, because they both. They had great family resemblance. Both had great makeup. Both had Brooklyn great outfits. But Brooklyn told a story. Yeah. Yeah. Brooklyn's, and I know that every single fucking person who comments on Drag Race is going to bring up this topic, but we're going to bring it up too. The story with the whole, no, you don't walk in front of mother. <laughs> I'm going to go in front. Like, that was entertaining. Yeah. And to me, I think... People were a little upset, but honestly, I think Brooklyn deserved the win. And Vanjie got the vacation out of it, which I really like how the relationship played out in the show. It wasn't the focus. Mm -hmm. They both never lost focus, and they were good to each other. True. When Brooklyn won, she said, I'll take Vanjie on vacation. And when Vanjie went home, she really did her best to make Brooklyn, you know, feel good about it. Yeah. And they didn't hold any hard feelings, and I'm sure they will probably not continue any romance, but, you know. (laughs) Maybe if Brooklyn wins the crown and gets $100,000, Miss Vanjie will come a-knocking at that back door again. (laughs) (laughs) You have any notes for the show? I've heard it. I'm excited for the reunion next week. It's not next week. Isn't it? This week is well. Oh, you mean the week? You mean because it's Monday, the week after this one? Because this week will be the finale, wouldn't it? The top I four the will lip sync for their before. life. I think that's what. Yeah. They said. Oh, so they're gonna go right into the big finale with the four of them? No, the reunion. I thought there'd be one more challenge where they star in a RuPaul music video. No, that's what that was this week. With their like, what? they all had a. Rap. Oh, was it really? Yeah, they all anytime as the top did, five. Yeah, I think it's. Oh, I think see, it's reunion that's, and that's then finale. The thing. Okay, see, I didn't watch the episode, so I didn't know they went through that exercise. Normally, they wait to the top four. You didn't watch the episode? And, uh, oh, you just watched the... Well, I told you. I only saw that YouTube oh, video. Oh, you didn't even watch the episode? No, I didn't get to it. I watched episode 11 yesterday. Oh, and then... Lord! So, anyway, so that's that's why you should gather all the information before you spout out opinions, audience. <laughs> Um, so reunions next week. I All think right. So, yeah. And then it'll be the the grand finale. Oh, I find that kind of 
rushed. I usually like to see the top four do one final challenge and have one last, you know, have a moment where they're all like, damn, we made it. Mm-hmm. And say goodbye to the workroom. And that's kind of a nice yeah. tradition. I feel like it's a little rushed to go right to the reunion. But well, I'm excited for like it. Long, even though like these queens are boring as fuck. And these queens are not exciting though. So this reunion will probably have some drama that I won't give no fuck about. <laughs> and we know it's going to be centered around uh, Miss Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Who off camera has yeah. inspired a lot of polarizing opinions. Yes. Because her and Soju are in a social media spat right now, apparently. Oh, God. I can't keep up with all this. I feel like Scarlet Envy is going to be cranky during the reunion. Because oh, she was a little salty when she came so back salty. to the makeover. She yeah. was like, oh, oh these so bitches you, you are still here. She's just, uh... Yeah. I'm like, well, you're not. So why don't you sit down and be respectful <laughs> of these queens who've worked hard? God. Granted, Silky has gotten by a lot on personality, but Silky knows how to paint her face. I mean, you know, these queens all work hard. and mm-hmm. Maybe Silky has coasted more than the others, but... So we have Acaria, Brooklyn, Silky, Nutmeg, Ganache, Truffle Butter Jones, <laughs> and Evie. Yeah. Who do you who are you pegging for the crown? I feel like Evie's performing. Mean, you haven't seen the episode, but she did really well in uh the rap and the like music video, whatever number they put together. Um Oh, okay. Yeah, she did really well and it was like the epitome of, of Evie. Um and her look was, was gorgeous too, um on for the runway. So I don't know. I feel like if she keeps oh, that. Oh, did going, she go did she go glam? Well, she did like an odd quirky glam. She was like an alien, had okay. like a three finger glove and three boobies and three eyeballs. Oh. And it was very nice, very tasteful. <laughs> and it was Okay. It was like her version of glam, like very unique to her, I thought. So um I think if she keeps that going and Brooklyn kind of resorted to her own, like back to the kind of ballerina, um, like white swan look. And they okay. were like, okay, we get this, but I don't know if this is your, cause the theme of the runner was best drag. And mm. the critique was that we don't know if this is really your best drag. Like we know you can do this ballerina thing, but we've seen more oh, interesting see. things from you. I mean, okay. All right, I I have thoughts. Okay, she got thoughts. I know I'm just the neutral moderator, <laughs> but I have some thoughts. Okay. Um, I agree, first of all. I saw her outfit in the lip sync, and it, unless, like, did she change for the no, lip sync, was, or was that yeah, just that her, outfit? her outfit? So, yeah, that was a little bit plain, <laughs> but the purpose for the Your Best Drag Final Four is to be your truest self mm-hmm. and you know like you're supposed to go to your roots and your character and tell your story so i think she did that she is a ballerina through and through um and the judges were probably just looking for a reason to be like okay let's justify it to the audience while we're putting them in the bottom two yeah <laughs> so they're like it's not your base drags <laughs> And it, and it wasn't, but I mean, she could have went way over but the top and wore like a beautiful gown edgier. with like some we've wings. Seen some and... of that edge, kind of yeah, be like more the Black Swan type character mm. if you're gonna go ballerina. Yeah, that probably would have been she's a, done before, a wiser like, choice. Part of the pageants. 
in her history. I think she's played up like a, a black swan, like or do like a transformation, like white to black. Mm. Yeah, I mean, she knows how to do epic, yeah. epic reveals. I think she kind of missed an opportunity there, and it would show the audience she's being true to herself, and while still showing them she has edge. But it's sometimes I feel like they're they're choosy with what they choose to critique if she had come out looking all kinds of weird they would have been like is this really true to your aesthetic brooklyn (laughs) then brooklyn went to her truth and they said this isn't your best drag you should have showed us more edge so i think no matter what brooklyn was kind of destined for criticism and in the past there have been queens like on the very first episode michelle Visage is like i'm not getting who you are Mm -hmm. i'm like girl there's but they have only five seconds to meet you. <laughs> like, it's episode one. Give give a per. You don't know any of these queens yet. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, so you're pegging Evie I, for the crown if she keeps that going? I think so. I think she can. I think she can take it. But I think if Brooklyn okay. turns it around and, like, kind of shows more a bit of that rawness i think she has a chance too i think everybody has a chance i don't see silky winning actually but i think everyone no, else no, pretty much God. has a chance i don't i don't I, it's, to me it's a top three yeah <laughs> like i don't like think a novelty silky <laughs> like weirder things have happened True. like it's very possible silky went home did her homework planned out epic lip syncs but i think at this point for rue to elect silky as the next ambassador for the message of love i don't think (laughs) that would go well for the brand considering how much controversy silky has uh oh yeah which i don't um, know amassed and i think it's gonna get real fucking messy in the reunion unless silky pops an ad van to keep a nice image (laughs) so i was saying at this point, I wouldn't really be upset or surprised if any of the top three won. Um, I was saying I could see Brooklyn taking the crown. Um, she's proven she can be a lip sync assassin, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's proven she can perform and she can entertain and she's shown some growth. And I think overall she's likable. Yeah. And I said if Akaria turns out the lip syncs and... You know, Akaria has a pretty good track record. I don't know if you've... if Has Akaria ever lip-synced for her life? Not that I can remember. She she might have, I, but I don't... I think she might have been bottom three. Okay. Only. I don't, yeah, I don't uh, Anyway, so there's a lot that we haven't seen from Akaria as a performer. Yeah. And if she turns it, it could... I could see Akaria taking the crown, and I wouldn't be upset if she did. But um, it kind of... The Brooklyn Evie storyline has kind of been established Mm -hmm. from the jump and i'd rather brooklyn win it over evie it looks like they're different she was in the bottom episode seven against uh, raja but i don't remember that that was episode seven Mm -hmm. okay so a carrier must have done well because i think raja was in the bottom three for the third time so she managed to save herself twice yeah, those are four, or yeah, third time in the bottom two. Third or four, yeah, yeah. third bottom, yeah. So I mean, clearly wasn't that memorable, mm-hmm. but the it all gets lost in the memory. <laughs> the earlier episodes get lost because, yes. um, you know, we've watched eleven seasons now. <laughs> uh, we're such pros. 
<laughs> veterans in the game. But you would rather book Brooklyn, eh? Over I would rather Evie? Brooklyn over Evie. Mm. I mean, mm. I think Evie and is inspiring in the fact that, you know, she knows that in 10 years' time she'll likely be wheelchair-bound. And yeah. I think it would be nice to give Evie the crown, but I just think... I'm more of a fan of Brooklyn. I just think Evie's always spouting her mouth. Oh, that's true, yeah. I like, personality-wise, it's been more pleasant on Brooklyn's side of things. And I mean, like, it's... I don't really mind Evie's honesty either, but yeah, I but think she could get her herself moments. in a lot of social media trouble. And you don't want the winner of the crown to be, you know, spouting they mouth too much. You don't much. want them to be volatile. No. But yeah, I mean, either could take the crown. I would like to see our homegirl, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. take it. But, you know, is the fact that Brooklyn is a Canadian citizen by birth, is that going to impact by birth. the decision? She says Toronto want... with a T, a second T. And oh. I am not here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto. Yes, Toronto. Not Toronto. It, Toronto is Rue, one of Rue's favorite cities, though, so maybe that will give her a nice edge. <laughs> He's like, well, I like Toronto, so maybe I'll let her have it. He's like, well, I, I, it's supposed to be America's next rag superstar, and I guess she, but she's from Toronto, and that's basically America Junior, so why don't we just go on? <sighs> No, Toronto, you're not America Junior. We're just joking. Um, but anyway, I hope Brooklyn gets it. You know, it's a nice win for Canada. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Tune in, audience, because we are going to be dissecting the reunion and the finale on our next episode of Tea and Toast Podcast. Yes, ma'am. I was kind of expecting this this episode to be a little bit shorter in length, just because I thought we'd be kind of over mm. it. But our dedication to our fans has shown through and through and we would like to thank our family at the tea and toast podcast very much thank you family <laughs> mary thank you thank you to our editors and thank you to barbara for fetching our coffee barbara, and, eat it and, and for fact checking things mm-hmm. for us thank you barbara and you know if you celebrate the day of the dead just know <laughs> to wear those skirts in november <laughs> november not the 5th of may not the not the fifth of May, no. Sandra girl. Sandra, you know what though? Good for her. Sandra went home thinking she did what she had to do. <laughs> she went home and she took off her wig <laughs> and she went, Sandra, you did it, she baby. She was living her truth. People, yeah. People now know that you're cultured, and I'm gonna wait for my boss to call me down for a promotion, <laughs> and I hope she gets it. I hope she does too. We at the Tea and Toast podcast would like to put Sandra forth for Can um, I get a nomination? A promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a nomination up here in this nation? <laughs> but these are our opinions and we love y'all and we love people. <laughs> and if we were we're stunningly gorgeous, but we don't but like to show humble. our faces on camera because we're <laughs> humble and we don't want to get famous for our looks alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to get famous based on content. And, Just, uh, you know, if someone, if the paparazzi catches a photo of us looking cute and we blow up, then so, <laughs> then be, it. so be it. We're going to try to get there on our own, on our own laurels. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah. On our All own right. Yannies. I guess we'll wrap it up. We should really come up with a slogan to say at the end of our podcast. Like a, a nice wrap up. But until we do, hmm. for now, you stay <laughs> classy, <we> San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> until we do, just be prepared for a sloppy segue. <laughs> yes. Until next time, y'all. We'll see you later, and we will try to get to not wait so long between episodes. Yeah. 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 But exams are looking closer, so our free time gets limited. To hit the record button when we do yes. make time. <laughs> and if and if my audio sucks again, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying. <sighs> I have my routine. I come in and I try to make sure everything is right because I try to do the best by you people. Because you're our family, and we love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we will talk to y'all later. I'm going to stop the record <laughs> button, and we'll see how this goes. So do I hit stop, or do I hit the record button again? Just hit stop. I think I hit stop. Bye. And bye on behalf of Matt as well, because he's already hit the stop button. <laughs> 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 <laughs>